Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. Now we're on and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is not here. He's doing something or, or the other. Uh, Simon, do you have any idea what, what Chris might be doing in the middle of a think- Friday? I think he's um, he's uh, putting together the artwork for the Luke Shoemaker T-shirts that we're having designed for this this draft. We're gonna have to talk about this because, and I understand today's the defensive end, defensive tackle, defensive line show in our draft series, but we're gonna have to talk about Luke uh, Splugemaker pretty soon here. Um, as always, we are brought to you by Prize Picks. Use promo code five F I B E. You get a one-time rollover if you drop a hundred dollars. You deposit a hundred dollars, they give you a hundred dollars. It's free money. Take it. And of course, betteredge.com slash five reasons. Go there and you get twenty-five dollars just for signing up. Um uh Lance Zerline's evidently a pretty big fan of Luke uh, uh Spoon Taker. Uh, Simon, this guy is moving up the the, the boards and it's terrifying. I mean, I I don't believe that I don't believe that phrase. He is moving up the boards anyway. Um, but I mean, look, the guy's going to be twenty five at the start of the season. He had a ruptured spleen. He had an AC joint tear. He's had a shoulder issue. He pulled up lame in his pro day workout because he was injured. He's got no run after the catch ability. He doesn't play special teams. But Lance Zerline thinks he's going in round two. Okay, buddy. I mean, I like Lance Erline, but come on, can we be serious for a minute? I love Lance Erline. He's one of my favorites. I, I love reading his reports, his comparable. I always love his comparables, although he has a couple that are kind of wacky this year, but uh, and that's one of them. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Um, the best case scenario, and I and I did, I gave the best case scenario on our tight end show is he's faster Durham Smythe. You don't draft that at fifty one. No. They took Smythe at what one thirty eight or something like that. I mean, uh, Matt um, Dane Brugler says that he's like Jesse James, the the Steelers. Uh, That's uh, optimistic. Comparison. I like Jesse James a lot. I mean, Lance Zerline's comparison is Dawson Knox. I just do not see that. I don't so. see that at all. <laughs> no, Dawson so. Knox. Like, there's Luke Musgrave has some Dawson Knox. Yeah, not yeah. Maybe he's getting his Luke mixed up, but. <laughs> 
Splunkmeyer ain't going in round two, <laughs> mate. And if he does, somebody needs to get fired. And if it's Chris Greer, then he needs to get fired immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have something to, to to dread on on day two of the draft. Uh oh my god. Okay. Oh, we gotta get get off of him already. All right. If you look at this team, what's the strength? Oh, that defensive line. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, you look at it and you think to yourself, you know, this is an embarrassment of riches. And then you look a little further and you realize, wait a minute, all of these guys are free agents. All of them. And one of them, uh, Emmanuel Agba, who's a fine player, is going to be way too expensive to roster in a year. And you can almost be certain he'll be gone. Um. Kristen Wilkins, I think, will resign. I have my doubts on Zach Sealer because two expensive defensive tackles is not something that NFL teams usually do or have done, for that matter. So, stands to reason. They're going to need an injection here of, of talent very, very soon. And I'm almost ready to guarantee that one of those two-day picks is going to be spent on the defensive line. I'll start here. Emmanuel Ogba is the only guy that I could see right now, as of right now, besides the obvious that Kristen Wilkins will play a lot of three-tech. He could play one on the shade. He could play five-tech. He could do so many things. But he's Christian Wilkins, and he's going to get $105 million for five years here pretty soon, and that's who he is. But that's one guy. You need several. Zach Sealer's capable. Emmanuel Ogba is capable. Past that, you don't have much. Stands to reason, if you lose Sealer and Ogba, you'll be short two bodies next year, and that is a problem. Let's start there. How do you begin to replace Emmanuel Ogba in a year? Because he's, if you look at Vic Fangio's system, he, like, where's the five techs are going to be coming from here? And where are the three techs? They're all on the roster right now, and there's none going forward. And there's, they're kind of short two bodies, if you think about it, for the regular season. So, yeah, where are those guys going to come from? And are they there on day two? Oh, I mean, the, the, there's definitely players There's definitely players there. Uh, I've said it for a long time, Alf, and you know that I, I think the Dolphins will, will focus a lot on the defensive line in this draft. Um, you know, they've shored up the secondary. I, 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 you know, I think there might be a couple of players if they fell into their realm, into their reach, one would be Brian Branch, who seems to be falling a little bit. One would be Keely Ringo. I think they'd be hard pushed to pass on those, but I do think that the defensive line is a is a real area of need, and I think it, that they will be looking to to bring in those players. And you go back to looking at that, you know, if we had that first first round pick, you know, before before Bruce Beal and, and Stephen Ross did what they did. You know, you look at somebody like Kalijah Kansi of Pittsburgh who could play multiple positions at 281 pounds. I mean, he could be he could be whatever you wanted him to be, really. Yeah. You know, he could you've seen him play nose tackle, he can play you know, he can play zero, he can play three, he can play five, he can play shade, he can play overhang, he could, you know, he could probably he, he could be Levon Kirkland in terms of, you know, he runs a four, six, seven. So he could, you know, he could probably stick him a linebacker for God's sake. And, you know, so a guy like that who could do all sorts of things. Um, you know, but there are kind of those undersized guys in that Ogba weight range, you know, a Zach Pickens at South Carolina, a Colby Wooden at Auburn, you know, guys of that ilk, you know, uh Dante Steele's at West Virginia in the two seventies, you know. Um, so there are players certainly who could fit that, but they certainly need, you know, they need defensive line and they need it quickly. Um, and I think they need the interior defensive linemen. They need big defensive tackles, um, you know, and I think 
you look at a guy like Javon Dexter, you look at a Keanu Benton, uh, you look at a guy we talked about, Siaki Ika. Uh, these are the sorts of guys that I think that, you know, Jacqueline Roy of, of LSU, these are the guys that I think, you know, Carl Brooks is a, a guy from Bowling Green who is one of their, only four so far confirmed for uh, 30 visits. Um, Carl Brooks is, is one of them. So these are the sorts of guys that, that that they're looking at and you know they'll they'll probably ultimately want a big run stuffing interior oak you know somebody who's a big 320 plus pounder and mm. so you look around the you look around at those guys um you know mazzy smith is one of them to me he's a top 15 player in the draft i just don't think you, you get anywhere near him um but Eker is what 335 weighted in the combine there's not that many you know Jalen. um uh, Keandre Coburn of Texas is is three thirty two. Uh, Gerald Clark of Coastal Carolina is a good player. He's thirty three thirty four. Broderick Martin of Western Kentucky is three thirty. A uh, PJ Mustafer of Penn State is three twenty. So you know the, there aren't that many guys after that because then you're really getting into the realms of kind of you know the the undrafted free agents, of which you know Miami's really going to have to mine those undrafted free agents because. You know, with four picks, you're going to have to really, you're going to have to really do some work. And then you're looking at guys like I don't know Jordan Riley of Oregon, who's three thirty-eight, um, Calvin Avery of Illinois, who's three forty-five. Yeah, these are going to be the guys that are getting the phone call towards the end of uh, the end of round seven. You know, saying, "Look, lads, you know what you're doing. Come aside for us." As a kid, Janaz Jordan at Towson is three thirty-four. So, you know, th- there aren't that many, there aren't that many guys. You know what I mean? In terms of those those size guys that that you really would look as traditional um, interior run stuffing defensive tackle kind of guys that, that Vic Fangio would look for. Yeah. When you look at Emmanuel Agba, uh, the first thing you realize is, man, this was a home run, you know, signing as, as, as far as a free agent. And he's bigger than you think as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you look at him and yeah, he's, he's, he's an Adonis, like, you know, and great teammate, great leader. Uh, when he's gone in a year and trust me, he'll be gone in a year because they're not going to be able to afford them as simple as that. It's a salary cap sport, you know, unfortunately. Okay. They're going to have a hole there because what he's been asked to do, he will be asked to do again in this system. Absolutely. And I look at this crop. There's several guys that are in that Emmanuel Agba mode, uh, a long lean defensive end with heavy hands that could play five tech that could kick into three tech on occasion with some pass rush, pass rushing chops. I see four or five guys at 84. I'll ask you about one particular athlete and your thoughts on him from Oklahoma state, Tyler Lacey. Uh, this is Emmanuel Hogba incarnate. If you look at him as far as his, his tape, like he's so he's capable of so much more, I think, but he has that mold. He's, he's, he's in that mold of, a, and of, of an uh, Emmanuel Ogba, the heavy handed defense, traditional defensive end, that they're going to need for this system. You agree? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, they're pretty much, you, you look size-wise, they are pretty much exactly the same in terms of how they, in terms of how they measure up size-wise. I mean, Lacey's, what, 6'4", 279. I think Ogba's 6'5", 281, something like that. I mean, they're mm-hmm. pretty, they're pretty similar guys. I mean, Lacey's, you know, big physical guy. He's got, you know, big hands, a good first step, a four-year starter. I think he just plays a little bit too high. I think he's, you know, his pad level's a little bit too high. Um, but he's pretty scheme diverse. He's quick. He's intense. Um, and I think, you know, he's a guy that could comfortably reduce inside uh, and do what, you know, do what you talk about, do what Ogba, you know, Ogba does so well. I mean, you're going to rule out guys like, you know, obviously we're not going to get close to them, but you rule out guys like Will Anderson, 
Nolan Smith, uh, Ojolari, yeah. uh, Felix, uh, and Zoma. Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, you, you, Keon White, you're probably not going to get near to, but he's 285. Um, you know, you look at something like Isaiah Maguire, who's 270, the, the kid out of Missouri, you think he could potentially do a job. Mike Morris at Michigan. I mean, he ran, he's still running his 40 at the combine, but he's 278. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy that you just mentioned, obviously Tyler Lacey, there's MJ Anderson at Iowa State, who's 270. So, you know, but the, as the game progresses, you've got these kind of, you know, in a way, tweener guys, you know, you've either got the, the really quick, Pass rushers that the, the Will Andersons who runs a four sixty, the Van Nesses who run a four fifty eight, Nolan Smith who runs a four thirty nine at two thirty eight, and you've got the guys who can you know probably play outside, but you know have got the the the, the hops and the juice to potentially be that pass rush threat reducing down inside to to rush, and and people are really keen to get rid of Emmanuel Ogbo, and I just think he's a really important part of this defense, yeah, um, especially this scheme, and I just don't think you get rid. Of... One guy to keep an eye on is Zach Harrison. I was about to ask you about him. Like, what is he? Is he a stand-up edge? Is he a a five-tech? Because it's kind of confusing. Yeah, it's confusing to me as well. I don't really know what what he is. I mean, he's an interesting guy. He's like, you you know, he's six, what is he, six foot five and 200 and, I don't know, 274 pounds. Six, five and a half, 274 pounds, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a big guy, you know, and and what he does, I think, is – it is really interesting in, in in terms of how he in terms of how he plays because you know he's i think he's a work in progress and I, and i think he's been a slow work in progress i don't think he's you know i don't think he's you know like emmanuel ogbert isn't the the most twitched up pass rusher in the world um and sometimes you feel like he doesn't really have a plan in terms of he's not like athletic he's not going to spin you he's not going to you know doesn't have the amazing first step but but harrison does have you know I mean, he's fast. He runs a four six six. You know, he's he is an incredibly linear athlete. You know, lengthwise, he's he's terrific. He can get up the field. He can bend, um, and I think he can play end in an even or an odd front. You know, and I think as a rotational guy, he would certainly. But th- this would be somebody that I think the Dolphins would would absolutely be looking at. I mean, he was two seventy four at the combine. He was two sixty nine at his pro day. Um, you know, I think he's an he's an interesting, interesting guy. Team captain, quiet apparently, um, but you know, played inside, outside, played over it, you know, all over, all over the defensive line for for the Buckeyes. So he's a little bit stiff at times, um, you know, and I, I just think he needs more additions to his repertoire, his 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 pass rush repertoire, because he's he's a little bit predictable, I think, at times, but. Yeah, I think as a rotational guy, he's interesting because there's there's just athletic upside to him, and he, you know he might be on he might be a guy with that third round pick that they that they look at. Yeah, um, in the second half of the show, we're going to do the more obvious thing, which is uh, talk about you know targeting defensive tackles and interior linemen because I think that that's going to be a necessity, and I, I'm almost certain that they'll use one of those two day picks for for one of those guys. And the, this first half, we'll close it out by talking about. You know, who's best in class in this group? And we're going to try to leave the edge rushers out. So we're essentially going to pigeonhole all these players into five techs. And who are the best? Who can make it to 51? Who's worth taking at 51 from this group? Do you have a hierarchy? Well, I think, you you, you know, Tyree Wilson, 
Van Ness, you're not going to get near the Miles Murphy, you're not going to get near. I think the guy that could be on the board when the Dolphins pick and is somebody that they would be interested in and is a name that we just haven't heard at all is Keon White of um of Georgia Tech. Uh he's six foot four or six foot five, really, he's 285 pounds. I think he is, you know, he's he's quick. Uh around a 476. Uh, he can run down, you know, you've seen him turn and run down the field with backs on wheel routes. He has got uh, a good um, pass rush repertoire. Um, he loves the kind of the two-handed strike and he can he'll pause and then he'll hit you with his hands and he'll really jolt guys off their, off their, um, off their landmark, as it were. He's only a one-year starter uh, and he's still developing, you know, he's another developmental guy, but this is a sort of a, this is a, a classic kind of height, weight, speed, edge player. He's got some power as a ball rusher. He can anchor as a as a run guy. Um, I saw, I can't think who it was. It might have been Matt Miller. It might have been Dane Brugler. It might have been Ben Fennell referred to him as a sort of Dayton Jones kind of guy, but with, with better off-field stuff. Um, I, I think he makes an impact as a rookie. Um, and it wouldn't be the sort of impact that shows up on the stat sheet, but it's the sort of impact where the rest of his teammates think he's a you know an impact guy obviously he was a I mean he was a tight end he's a former tight end at old dominion transferred to play two years at georgia tech had 11 catches in 2019 as a tight end so you know he is um you know he's experienced uh lowly recruited two-star recruit was a basketball kid but to me i think this is a guy that the dolphins will be looking at i think he might be on the board at um at 51, former Domino's delivery driver when he was at Old Dominion for a year. Um, coaches absolutely loved him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's had some – he had a – I think he he broke his ankle, he dislocated his ankle maybe uh, two summers ago, but not playing football. I think he, like – I think somebody put a, a T-shirt down on the basketball court and he slipped on a T-shirt going for a loose ball. So – um, and he missed most of the 2021 season, but I think Keon White would be a guy that the Dolphins would absolutely be looking at uh, for that 51 pick if, if he gets there. All right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk interior defensive linemen and as it pertains to the Dolphins. But first, these words. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle the entire project from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954-579-0356. That's 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six, or visit their website at wcufl.com. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. All right, and we're back. Uh, Stephen Ross or Bruce Beal or whoever it was cost us the first round pick. And the more I look at that, at that, the loss of that first round pick, and I look at guys like Brian Brizzy, um, yeah, it's it's going to be consequential. Uh, I don't care about trading that third round pick. You got Jenna Ramsey, uh, you know, uh, you know, calm down, enjoy it, you know, move on. But the loss of that first round pick, there is so much talent at, that's going to be available at 23. And part of it is on the defensive line. You look at Brian Brzee, it, it, isn't he like when, when, uh, when Zach Seeler leaves in a year, Zach Seeler is going to be playing somewhere else and his name is going to be Brian Brzee, isn't it? Yeah. I love, I love Brzee. I think he's a really good player and, you know, I think he's fallen down a little bit because of the off-field issues. But I remember as a freshman how how dominant he was on that Clemson defensive line. Um, yeah, I, I think he's great. What I'm really intrigued about, actually, is how we, um, you know, and I don't know whether or not Greer will do it or, I mean, he almost certainly wouldn't. But I'd love to know, given, you know, after the first round, um, if somebody can ask him, look, you know, the board fell as it did, who would you have taken with your pick in the first round? I'd love to know who they were, who they were targeting. I doubt it'll, you know. I doubt it'll come out and say who it was, but you know, I I think um, I think it would be very interesting to see who they would have taken. And Brian Brissy, pretty much, you know, Mazzy Smith is another one falls right into their wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, right school, uh, you know, Christian Wilkins can vouch for him. They could play here together for the next ten years. It'd be it would have been a, a beautiful situation. Um, now this is a position. That at fifty one, I would not be surprised. I would be surprised if they re- if they seek to replace Emmanuel Ogba going forward at fifty one. I, I I would not be surprised if they do it at eighty four, but at fifty one, I would not be surprised if they go on the interior. Um, what is best in class? What is getting lucky at fifty one look like? Because yeah, Mazzy Smith absolutely, uh, but it's likely not going to happen. Is getting lucky at 51 just Keanu Benton and nobody else? No, I don't think so. I, I, look, I think it's important for, to explain to people as well why we keep talking about defensive linemen. Look, you know, if you haven't heard some of the shows that we've done, the, the defensive line position is really important. The, the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, played 
11 defensive linemen, a minimum of 13 snaps per game. Um, last season, just rotating guys in and out, in and out, in and out the whole time. It's really important. You know, the, the type of system that he runs requires run-stuffing interior linemen. We talk about light boxes. Well, you know, as it permeates the league, this system with different coaches leaving the Fangio tree and going and coaching them themselves, that value of run-stuffing defensive tackles increases and it remains important you know it's a passing league but running is still important but it's not just about stopping the stopping the run you know if the defense can slow down the run without committing any more resources into the box then it keeps those lighter bodies on the field and they can play them further from the line of scrimmage which is ultimately what what Vic likes to do mm-hmm. um you know so that's really important to get across in terms of you know the the interior defensive guy the best in class obviously is Jalen Carter but there are significant question marks about him off the field um, which were first raised by Todd McShay who got hammered for them and then turns out that there really are lots of off-field concerns about him um, I think Brissy is a good player we talked about Kalaja Kansi earlier on uh, to me Mazzy Smith is a top 15 player in this draft um, you know I, I just think he's a tremendous player and I think for the Dolphins you're looking at you know guys like Javon Dexter you're looking at Keanu Benton you're looking at Siaki Ika uh, and I think you're probably looking maybe because I know that they like him uh, Jacqueline Roy the, the kid from LSU um you know so uh, that that to me is kind of where we stand i think there are some you know there are some things with dexter that they're going to like um I, and i just don't look i don't think mazzy smith is is in play i know people are talking about him. i just don't think he's in play to me there's things about dexter you like he's six foot five he's 310 pounds he's just 21 so you know he's a five-star recruit he's the number three recruit in the entire country he, he looks just looks like an absolute you know the frame the wingspan he's, he's hugely athletic but i think that you know, there are issues with him in terms of uh, motor and motivation. I thought that he was consistently the last person to get off the line of scrimmage and, and out of his out of his stance. Um, there are just technique things. There are uh, attitude things that I think um, you know uh, teams will, will will turn teams off. He had multiple roughing the passing penalties, which I think you get when you're just sloppy generally. Um, and I just, you know, he is, he, at times he can be a big time, big time football player. I just think he needs to be more consistent, both as a human being and as a, as a player, you know, traits, um, athletic ability, size, ticks all the boxes. There are just some, just some things that, you know, you'd have some question marks over Benton. I think he is the complete opposite, actually. Uh, I think Benton is, you know, 100% motor all the time. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have the same natural ability as Dexter. Um, but, you know, he is, his base is outstanding. Uh, he's very athletic at his size. Um, and again, he can play up and down the line. I think he's tall. Um, sometimes he can be a bit too tall. And, you know, pad level can get a bit too high. But this is a guy just absolutely, you know, you look at his thighs, uh, even on tape. I mean, I haven't had, I haven't seen him in, in real life up close, but you just look at his bottom half. He's massive, uh, but he just carries it really well. Yeah, you know, he kind of looks a bit like Chris Jones physically. He doesn't play, you know, I'm not comparing mm. him to Chris Jones. I just physically, he just look, he's just a violent player. He's just all over. And you go back and look at him as a freshman. He was making dominating plays for Wisconsin as a freshman. Um, you know, I think he's a very interesting prospect. I, he would be right in my wheelhouse um, at, at 51. We talked about Ika. You know, he's a big guy, a really big guy, 335 pounds, uh, Samoan kid, uh, you know, very quick, very, very quick off the snap. He's, you know, rare quickness for a guy that big. Um, 
two-year starter, was won the national championship at LSU, transferred to Baylor because Dave Aranda weren't there and and schematically didn't really suit. He's the, just a big man, big, stout, powerful, early down nose tackle. Um, yeah, he's very toolsy, kind of a, just, a, you know, a safe high floor pick for me, I think. I, I, I just like him a lot. And then Jacqueline Roy is a guy that's kind of all over the board. I've seen him, people taking him in the second round. I've seen people talk about him in the, in the fifth round. Uh, or I actually think you pronounce it Jaqueline, but anyway. Mm. Um, but again, another big, stout, powerful gap controller, um, just a one-year starter. Uh, and I think power-wise, you know, he's right at the top of the list in terms of what you're looking for in terms of in terms of power. I think what the Dolphins will be concerned about is the fact that he is pretty raw. And uh, and we've talked about it ad infinitum here, but you do you just can't mulligan again at fifty one. They have to have a significant contributor at fifty one, and you know I'm I'm just not sure that Roy is that guy. But he's certainly a very interesting player who I know they've they've spoken to, and I know that they like. So worth keeping an eye on. But you know, best in class certainly Carter. Uh, to me, Keanu Benton would be the you know uh, of the realistic picks. I think Keanu Benton is absolutely right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I I absolutely agree. Um, he's the most obvious, you know, getting lucky at fifty one prospect, Keanu Benton. I'll give you a guy, and I don't know if you watched him play, but you know he got to play against Michigan, Ohio State, so you got to see him on film a lot. Man, I can almost guarantee, and in fact, I'll call my shot. I think he'll be a Dolphin UDFA, and if he's not a Dolphin UDFA, they'll take him in the seventh round. Jacob Slade from Michigan State. Yeah. Man, he is exactly <laughs> the type of defensive lineman that they've liked in the past. I know it's a new defensive system, but he is uh, scheme diverse. Let's just use, let's just say that, and he is as as perfect a fit for the bottom or the end of that defensive line room. Uh, have you seen him play? Uh, your yeah. thoughts on Jacob Slade? Uh, I like him a lot. The good thing is, yeah, he's he's a late day three possible udfa type yeah i i think he's a really interesting guy he's six foot three he's right in that wheelhouse again he continues to use that word of um of ogbury's 285 he's an effort guy a real effort player i don't think he's particularly athletic he's he's particularly around a 494 so he's not athletic at all um but a real kind of effort guy to 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 get to to put from point a to point b he's a very good run player i think uh i think he's a bit tight in his ankles i think he's a bit tight in his hips in terms of you know changing direction quickly um but he would be a sort of a, a a rotational kind of one technique run stuffing early down guy that you just have in your in your rotation and he's uh you know he, he's quite an interesting kid five years at, at, at ohio state um and i think he would be a priority free agent or you know you'd, you'd spend one of those seventh round picks on on him um just given his size really and just what he can do against the run yeah, absolutely. And there's good tape on him against really good colleges. Michigan State was not yeah. a, a good college, but you get to see him play against Ohio State and you get to see him play against Michigan and he pops. He pops all the time. And yeah, his issues are, yeah, his athleticism is not up to snuff for a guy that plays all along the defensive line, you know, yeah. but he's, he's a guy that you could, he could play. He could play. He He is an NFL player. He can play 12 to 15 snaps a game if asked, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a um, there's a guy I like him that, who I just every time I watch him he just um, he just absolutely pops on tape. Um, although he's a bit older, he's had some off field issues. Um, it, it's um, it's Jalen Redmond at Oklahoma. He's six three. He's two ninety four. 
He's a three-year starter. I think he's a really, really interesting player. And every time I saw him play, he was just getting into the backfield. He was just blowing up run plays. He was forcing quarterbacks out of the pocket. He's a bit inconsistent. Um, and like I said, he's had some off-field. He's just splashing it everywhere, all over the tape in terms of his... Um, he looked really good on tape at the combine as well. Um, I just think he is a, like a, a really interesting three-technique guy. Um, and if you can get his head right, I think he could be a really, really... You know, one of those guys that you look back on in five years and like, how the hell did did uh, did Jalen Redmond fall into the fifth round or the sixth round or wherever he ends up going? He's a guy yeah. I'd definitely keep an eye on. Yeah. Now, one last thing, and and I think this is going to be important. Uh, Rickwan Davis, add him to the list. Um, Free agent. Yeah. So it's the entire room, essentially. So they have decisions to make here. Uh, Rayquan Davis, for his entire career, we really don't know what he's going to be. I guess Vic Fangio will, will let us know. This year, if he has a breakout year, obviously you got to pay him. You got to pay him uh, ahead of Zach Sealer. He's just younger, better pedigree. Um, but since he's gotten here, he's done one thing, one thing only. The guy who was his sponsor, let's say, uh, Brian Flores, pigeonholed him as a zero tech, essentially. Hardly ever even played him in one shade or one inside or anything. He just put him out there as a zero, beat up centers, and let the rest of my defensive line get after the quarterback. Um, they're gonna have to replace him. What's if 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 you know he doesn't have a breakout season? What's out there as far as especially at fifty one and eighty four that you feel comfortable in taking? That's a bit more than what Raquan Davis has shown. A guy that can play zero, that can play one shake, can play even as far as three tech. Yeah, I think it's got to be Ika, the the kid from Baylor. I think you know at six two, six three, three thirty five, he's that kind of guy because he's got that quickness and he can pressure the pocket a little bit more than Raekwon does and did. I think the interesting thing about Raekwon is that, and I, and I think you'll see what I mean uh, this year because of David Long. Uh, you'll see that Raekwon does you know does a lot of that dirty work in holding up double teams and and those sorts of things that allow linebackers to make plays. Unfortunately, we don't really have the quality of player at linebacker to be able to do that. And I think with Long, you'll obviously see a guy who's really instinctive, knows where the ball is, can knife in and make tackles in the backfield and can make use of somebody like Raekwon more than we've had the ability to do. You know, Alandon Roberts was a good player in terms of what he was able to do. Functional, solid, reliable, dependable, always playing, good tackler, those sorts of things. But in terms of somebody who can continually make plays in the backfield, I, I think that the help that Raekwon will give David Long will be very interesting. But for me, you know, you've got to look at those bigger guys. You know, Ray, I don't know, you've probably, well, you obviously will have seen him up close. He's a huge human being. I mean, he's a mm -hmm. massive person. Um, so I think what you're going to have to do is, you know, and actually that that partly plays against him because he almost gets too high and he can get into his body. Um, but I think it's the guys that we mentioned at the top when we first started talking about Algebra, when I went through the list of, you know, big old DTs, nose tackles that are going to fill that, that, um, that need for it that you find in a Fangio defense. So, you know, it, it is, it is Ica, it is, um, you know, uh, Gerald Clark at coastal Carolina. There's an interesting name. I have a friend of mine who's a big giants fan. Um, Kerry is a big giants fan. And he was talking about, uh, Clark is a guy that he's really interested. He's a big draft head like us. And he's a guy that's really, you know, kind of caught his, um, caught his eye as well. And, and Clark is kind of just a, He's not technical. He's just strong as an ox, but he's just got this kind of this combo platter of sort of length, stoutness, athletic ability, foot quickness, um, 
that I just think, you know, here's a guy that can come in from Coastal Carolina, three-year starter, um, just a massive, massive frame, attacks the line of scrimmage, can walk, you know, can walk uh, a lineman back into the, he's so strong, he just walk a centre back into the into the ball carrier. Um, I think he's, um, I think he's an interesting late round undrafted free agent kind of guy that that the Dolphins could um, could look at if um, if they were thinking about getting rid of um, of Raekwon. Yeah, and 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 it stands to reason uh, Raekwon is is a David Muglietta client, and he seems to have favored nation status as of late. Late, yeah. so maybe Raekwon is going to stick around. One last guy. I'm not going to pretend that I sit around and watch Western Kentucky tape, but. Um, because I haven't. I'll give you one red flag, and then I'll tell you the the, the good news. I'll give you the bad news first. Uh, this guy was born and raised at Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Played high school ball there. Um, Alabama did not recruit him. Okay, so that's the red flag that I see. But he's mm-hmm. in the top one percent of size in the in the NFL draft. Broderick Martin, defensive yeah. tackle. He is almost six six. He is three hundred and thirty seven pounds. Do you know anything about him? Because I don't. I didn't watch yeah. him play at Western I mean, Kentucky. He was at the Shrine Bowl. What's interesting is that he's six four, six five, three thirty. He's got eighty four inch wingspan, but only nine inch hands, which I find really bizarre. Like he's, you know, <laughs> yeah, how is that people be that big and have such tiny hands? Um, but I mean, absolute wrecking ball on the one occasion that I've seen him. Um, I thought he was a bit of a wrecking ball at um, uh, in the in the Shrine game. Um, just violent, it, you know. He's not a technician by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a pain in the ass, um, you know. And I just think that, that there there is a space in the NFL for pains in the ass. Do you know what I mean? Especially late on in games where you've got tired offensive linemen, and then you just bring in this big old wrecking ball, and you're just like, you know, if you're a center or you're a guard, you're just like, the fuck is this dude? Just like slapping, and you know, he is a, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of foot quickness, um, you know, and he can defend multiple gaps. He's an interesting player. Um, yeah, he's a he's a planet theory human being. Yeah, and he's also right there in that wheelhouse for day three, late day yeah, three, late round day three. Yeah, North yeah. Alabama guy. I think he was at North Alabama and transferred to, I think if memory serves me right, transferred to Western. Um, yeah, Western Kentucky. Um, yeah, you don't you don't. My red flag, unfounded. You care? You don't care? No, I, I, there's a lot of kids in Alabama who don't get don't get you know. The NFL needs the bottom half of the roster players. You know what I mean, and that's kind of what Broderick Martin is. Mm. And you don't have to have gone to Alabama to to be a, to make it in the NFL, even if you came from the state. So that's nah, all good. Yeah. All right, and we're gonna have to call it there. Next week, we're gonna get into linebackers, edge rushers, and then we'll finish our series off with the secondary. Which there, there's gonna be some nice players there too. We don't have enough picks, is what I'm getting. <laughs> what I'm getting at. We're gonna have to trade some. We're gonna have to trade one of these picks. And who knows, maybe 51, unless, you know, a miracle occurs and one of these guys drops to us right at 51, it might be a good idea to turn 51 into a couple of day two picks. So, because there's a lot, of, this is a really, really talented class. And I, I think that they're short a pick, but you can't complain when you use one of those picks on Jalen Ramsey, right? No, absolutely. absolutely. All right. So, Chubb, so. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, although you can't blame uh, Bruce Beal or whoever cost us that other first round pick because Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching that pick 23 like a hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It'll be frustrating to see who's going to be on the board then that we could have had. But... Oh, it's going to be, I know it's going to be B. John Robinson and then he's going to end up in Buffalo and then it's going to be the worst of all worlds. 
<laughs> you know. All right. Or Brian Brzee. Either one is, is just the worst case scenario, in my opinion. All right. Let's hope that both of those guys go in the top 15 and way away from Buffalo or the division for that matter. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.